But I think for me, uh, I I don't want to. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be a killjoy. I really don't. But I think it is worth acknowledging why Jesus came. It's worth acknowledging that Jesus came for the lost, the last, and the least. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. And today the enemy is he is long in the blind minds of people. And so this, I'm not going to read them all out this morning. But we're not going to, we, we usually meet every Monday morning to pray, uh, just in the living room. And we come with a list of requests that, uh, for people that are suffering really bad sickness. And this is what this list represents, just people in our community suffering from sickness, people suffering from depression, people suffering from bereavement. And, uh, and I just think it's worth acknowledging that. We, we, we really want to pray for um, baby Darren. Little baby Darren has came with Siobhan a few times uh, to church. Um, with, uh, we've, we've seen uh, Darren's mom, Cody, as well. And, and the, and the Late last night, we, Darren was brought to hospital, and he's still in hospital. And we just want to be able to, to stand with this, this young family and pray for them t- today. But I just become aware that that uh, that this is not a, it's not joyful for for everybody, and and I don't think it would be fair to gather as believers to gather as the body of Christ and ignore that and uh, dismiss that because Jesus came, he came to set people free. I think we acknowledge that this Christmas time there is people persecuted because of their faith that are still behind prison doors for another Christmas this year. There's people still that will remain in sickness. Judith will go today. I will miss her at my Christmas dinner, but she will go and, and, and be with those in hospital today that are sick, that are suffering sickness, and families that are consumed by that today. It's all that they're thinking about today. People that have suffered bereavement over the last couple of days, speaking to the, speaking to the couple of guys at the back here and some tragic stories of people that have lost their lives over the last couple of days. I hate being a killjoy. I hate doing this, but I just think it's worth, before we look at the word, before we look at what, uh, before we look at Luke chapter 2 verse 10 this morning I would just love us that we would take a moment and we would remember that those that Jesus came for he came to set people free he came to heal he came to comfort the broken and the hurting he came to destroy the works of the enemy and I'd love us that with just for a few moments and I know there's people in this room today that this is not all happy, clappy, joyful joyful it's really hard for you to sing that and so for a moment i would love us that we would just pray together unite our hearts just for a moment in faith and remember those that are unwell remember those that are sick remember those that jesus came for uh, if that's all right just a moment in your quietness of your own hearts quietness your own reflection i'm aware there's kids running about and that's fine but just uh just take a moment to acknowledge that acknowledge why why he came and what he continues to offer to lost humanity come Lord Jesus Father, we uh, we love that you came, and we just want to reflect on that. We we thank you for the joy that the season brings to the kids, and 
and uh, it's great, it's fun, it's brilliant to get them up here and to, to share their gifts. But in this moment of reflection, we just want to we just want to fix our eyes on you, Jesus. We want to align our hearts with yours. We want to acknowledge that you came for the hopeless, you came for the hurting, you came for the lost, and and Jesus, we remember that in this moment. You came to set people free, and we remember those in persecuted nations today that are suffering because of they've put their faith in this incredible gospel message that God, in his infinite power and might, glory, creator God, became a, became an embryo, became a, became a, a baby. And... And now we're part of the kingdom that's ever advancing once again. And so we we thank you for that. And we pray that you would help us in this season just to, to, to focus our hearts, that our hearts would be softened towards people. And uh, so we, we pray over this these list of people, uh, the names of people suffering with depression in our community, with bereavement, with sickness. Uh, we pray for baby Darren this morning. We pray... Holy Spirit, you would come and you just even brood over that hospital room even now. Your spirit would be so present that they would sense you, Emmanuel, God, with them in this moment. That each one of these families represented, each one of the families that is in this room, each situation represented in this room, we would have a real sense of you as Emmanuel, God, with us this morning. We worship you. You're altogether wonderful. You're altogether worthy. You're beautiful. We love you. Exalt your name, Jesus. Come be with us in these few moments as we look at your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, just so that you know, I brought this up because I don't, I don't want you to forget this. We can maybe pass it around whenever we're finishing off our last song. Uh, for those that don't know, this is from Amy's mum. This is becoming, it is definitely becoming one of my favourite Christmas traditions. Uh, Amy's mum from Scotland sends over a little gift for everybody in the church. And uh, I'm hoping it'll all go round. I think it will. Uh, a little bit of fudge and a little candy cane. I'll, I'll, I'll take this one because it's broke. It's probably my fault. All the other ones are perfectly intact. They'll go, they'll be, they'll go round you later. So just uh, really grateful for... Francis and Jim, who've sent that uh, gift over to the church family this morning. Uh, Neville's already Neville's already alluded to Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two, verse ten, says that uh, the disciple, the the shepherds were in the field, and the, the the angels come and they hear these words: "Don't be afraid, do not fear, for behold." Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I'm not sure what your version says. I I know I I I normally read the NIV version, just so that you know. Uh, and maybe your version doesn't have this word "behold" in the middle of it. I think the modern translators have done a disservice by taking that word out. The New King James has that, and if you have a New King James, your it will say something along the lines, do not fear, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Don't fear, 
behold. It's this word behold again. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy. And, I'll, and, and so just so that you know, if you haven't been here, uh, you're just here for the, this morning. We're so glad that you're here. We welcome you. We love that you've come and been part of our time of worship this morning. But we've been, what, the last three weeks, we've gone through the, the, looking at this word, behold. And we've seen, the, we've seen how expansive this word is. In the original, it is literally, it, it is saying, come close, behold. Come close, draw near, stop, pay attention. There's something that I'm wanting you to experience. It seems like a lot. But that's what this word is, the fullness of this word in its original. Come close, stop, pay attention, lean in. There's something to experience. And the words that the, the, the words that the shepherds heard was don't fear. Behold, come close, pay attention, because I've got good news of great joy for all people. And and I and, and I think there's something about this word fear. I would love us that we leave with this word, joy. But there's something I want to just look at when it comes to this word fear. You don't have to be afraid anymore if you will look at what I'm showing you. And I feel like that's what, it almost feels like we've come to a climax over the last few weeks as we've got to the story of Jesus coming. Emmanuel, God is now with us. And I would think that Jesus would say the same thing today. You don't, not, you don't have to be afraid if you will look at what I'm showing. If you will look at what I'm trying to reveal, if you will look at what I'm trying to show you, to show humanity, you won't have to be afraid. First John, chapter, First John chapter 4, verse 18 and 19 has those verses that the perfect love casts out all fear. Where, where perfect love is, there is nothing to be afraid of. There is nothing to fear. And this Christmas season reminds us, reveals to us the perfection of love. Such love that Jesus would come. And we love because he first loves us. And this is this perfect love. This perfect love which casts out all fear. And so what I think is going on here, what I think the shepherds heard, what I think Mary heard, and what I think this the story of this Christmas season that we would hear again today is that if you will stop, if you will pay attention, if you will look closer, the fear that can dominate your life, the fear that can darken your life will be removed. That, that consumes, the fear that consumes, that darkens, that, that takes over at times. If you will stop, pay attention, look closer, lean in, that fear will be removed. And so I think that to the degree to the level that you're going to look, to the level that you're going to behold is the level that the fears of your life will be undermined. And I want to make sure that I'm not saying that, that, that the circumstances that you're in, the circumstances that these people are in, I'm not saying that those are going to be removed, that that's not still going to be the way things are. But the fear that dominates, the fear that darkens the, these situations will be undermined, will be removed the more that you behold, the more that you look, the closer that you lean in. Because the shepherd's situation was still the same. They were still 
they were still on the lowest rung of society. They were still viewed as being the lowest of the low. They remained there. But because they'd beheld, because they'd looked close, because they kept leaning in, they went closer, they went further, they went deeper, those fears were no longer a reality. Those fears were completely undermined because it came close. It's the same for Mary. What fear must have been in this young girl's heart and this young girl's mind, the scandal of what she, was, what she would have received, the gossip, the lies that would have been spoke over her. But she has this encounter, and she has this encounter that tells her to behold, look, pay attention, look at what I'm wanting to do, look at what, what I want to show you. Her situation was still the same. She still had to bear the gossip and the scandal, but the fear that grips, the fear that consumes was gone because she beheld. For the shepherds, the fear that gripped, the fear that consumes was gone because they stopped, paid attention, looked closer at what this good news of great joy was all about. And do you know what? I, this is, maybe this is just for me. But I think I, f- I think I feel the experience, this Christian joy, because the means to achieving it is so ordinary. It's so ordinary. It's so simple. He's asking us to stop, pay attention, look, come closer, and you're going to experience something. It seems so ordinary, but sometimes we fail to experience it because we're looking for it to be more complicated than it than it really is. So let me finish. I'm, I'm wrapping up here. The gospel is good news. This story of Jesus, I, for me, in some ways, I've, I find myself wrestling with the incarnation. I find myself wrestling with this more than I've ever done before. Sometimes we get to the Christmas season and we just assume, we assume we know this story. We assume we've taken hold of this story. I think I I almost fear for you if you're in that place, that you would ever assume that this would ever become normal, that this would ever become ordinary, the story of God, creator, becoming a man. Charles Wesley, in in an old Christmas hymn that doesn't seem to be sang anymore, but the lyrics are incredible, in the midst of it says, our God contracted to a span incomprehensibly made man. It's an incredible story. It's the most wonderful news, the gospel. It's good news. But I want to suggest this. It's not good advice. The gospel is good news, not good advice. The Savior has been born. Good news of great joy for all people. See, advice, adv- advice is counsel about what you must do. Advice is counsel about what you must do. News is a report on what has already been done. Advice urges you to make something happen. News urges you to recon- recognize that something has happened and you must respond to it. The words from the angels were, bring you good news of great joy. They didn't come saying, now, here's what you have to do. They came with good news. A saviour has been born.
He's came close. He's made himself personable, personal. He's made himself knowable. As we finished off in our Carol service on Sunday night, God is not, he's not a concept. He is not someone to know from a distance. He came close. And that's why the shepherds in verse 19 or 20 were able to say, we have seen and we have heard. And my prayer is that would just be something of our, that would be our response. We'd almost have that same posture of the shepherds today. He came to reveal himself to the lowest of the low. He came to reveal himself in our, in our lowest place. And he came so that we would have this revelation of perfect love that would cast out all fear. He came so that whenever we would look upon him, that we would see him, that we would come a bit closer, that we would lean in a bit further, that all those fears that consume. So we think about 2017, those fears that threaten to consume, those fears that threaten to, to darken and dominate our lives. He's inviting us that they would be removed. He's inviting us to take the posture of the shepherds. He's inviting us to, to go away like the shepherds, telling everybody what they'd experienced. The shepherds went away telling the whole, everywhere they went in the cities all that they had heard, and people believed them. They couldn't believe it. They went and told all that they had seen and all that they had heard. It is incredible news. It is really good news. It's of incredibly great joy, and it is for all of us. And so, Father, we worship you. We thank you that a Savior has been born. And the fears that threaten to dominate this Christmas season, I pray upon a revelation of you that they would be removed, that they would be completely undermined upon beholding such beauty, upon beholding such grace, upon beholding such extravagant mercy, extravagant love, And we, we thank you, Jesus. We take hold of this story. Would you allow us to take hold of this story in just a fresh way, in a way that we've never experienced before? Thank you what's been done. Thank you this is a report of what's been done. And you invite us to recognize that and to respond to it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand one last time. Hark the herald angels sing.